Hey, business owner, did you know that over 4.2 billion people are active on social media now? That means if you want to connect with your customers and find new ones, you need social. Hootsuite is the must-have tool for managing and growing your business on social. You can schedule content, publish posts, and track your success all in one place. Millions of businesses around the world are already using Hootsuite. Now it's your turn. Go to Hootsuite.com slash 30 free to start your free trial and get 50% off your first year. That's H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash 30 free for a free 30-day trial and 50% off your first year. ToplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 116 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. <laughs> I'm Dan. I'm Kaylin. And uh, it's, yeah. Oh, boy. Fucking the world. You know what? I'm going to start with something that's making me real happy. Um, Immortals Phoenix Rising is a lot of fun. And it is like Breath of the Wild in all the right ways and improves upon it in some other ways. And uh, it's it's just fun. It's so much fun. And the writing is funny. Um, It's a very pretty stylized game. Uh, The combat is satisfying and challenging. Uh, I I highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. Um, didn't you send me an article about uh, some sort of uh, Adventure Time uh, crossover happening in that game? I think I did, but I don't remember it. Me neither. Because I don't think it was a DLC. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I'm not sure. Now I have to look that up. <clears throat> I want I want Square Enix to make a Final Fantasy uh, Adventure Time game. I think that would be great. I want anyone other than whoever has been making Adventure Time games to make an Adventure Time game. Right. Agreed. An Adventure Time Souls game. Oh, God. Kalen would be all over that. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, let's see. Da, da, da. Ubisoft's Immortals Phoenix Rising teams up with Adventure Time. In preparation for the launch of Immortals Phoenix Rising next month, Ubisoft has teamed up with the creators of Adventure Time for a special crossover trailer. That's just the trailer? In the video above, we we see Adventure Time's Finn and Jake getting lost outside the land of Ooh, meeting a dangerous Cerberus along the way. Phoenix soon swoops in to save the day, which is very lucky indeed. At present, it's unclear whether this means a full in-game crossover is on the way. Could we see some Adventure Time costumes or in-game quests? But Ubisoft has teased that another Adventure Time surprise is coming soon. The surprise is that it's not coming. (laughs) Yeah, right. Here's the surprise. Surprise! We did a trailer, and that's it. You've been duped, idiot. It was a poorly animated trailer at that. Yeah, it was. It was very low effort as far as the animation goes, but it, it had the two voices. It was cute. It had DiMaggio and uh, what's his name? Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> the kid's name. No, it's just stock clips taken from episodes. <laughs> <laughs> They're just chopping words, putting them together into sentences for the trailer. <laughs> Why? Hello. Must be Phoenix Immortal Rising. (laughs) Phoenix Rising YouTube poop trailer. (laughs) So um, Ubisoft has uh, launched their Ubisoft Plus service uh, into beta. And that's how I've been playing uh, Phoenix Rising is on PC through the Ubisoft Plus. If you are a Ubisoft Plus subscriber, Uh, You gain access to the Ubisoft Plus channel on Amazon Luna, and you will gain access to uh, Ubisoft Plus on uh, Google Stadia once uh, that comes out as well. So Ubisoft Plus native through the Ubisoft Connect app, which is replacing Uplay, um, 
allows you to download a library of games that are made available to you. And that often means brand new games. Uh, so when Immortals Phoenix Rising came out, that's available on the service. Same with uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, same with Watch Dogs Legion. All of these things and their highest versions of those games are available on uh, Ubisoft Plus. So like all DLC, it's the ultimate edition of every game. Uh, unfortunately, Ubisoft Plus is $15 a month. And all the games are default set to Portuguese. <laughs> you so, cannot change it. Comparatively <laughs> to like five bucks a month for Amazon Luna base, $10 a month for uh, uh, Google Stadia Pro, um, and five bucks a month for uh, NVIDIA uh, uh, GeForce Now Founders Edition. So it's kind of like, but it, it's almost like they're aiming at Microsoft with PlayPass because PlayPass, you can download games, but it's also has the streaming component. So here you can download games, though you're limited strictly to Ubisoft's game library. Uh, and you can stream them through a supported streaming service that you already have and are probably paying extra for in addition to it. I won't use it. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was happy to have it because I didn't have the $60 to drop on Phoenix Rising, but I really wanted to play it because the demo had had really roped me in and I really wanted to give it a try. Uh, and I would never buy another Assassin's Creed game. I'm fucking done with Assassin's Creed. I'm so sick of that entire franchise. But I did want to try Valhalla and and get it, you know, uh, like see what that was like. Uh, I, you know, put it down after half an hour, but at least I got to try it without spending 60 bucks to try it. Sure. And that play Rayman Legends on everything you own. I already play Rayman Legends on everything I own. It's one of the best games ever. Um, though I, I don't think Rayman Legends is on the Ubisoft uh, Plus service. Weirdly, the original <laughs> Rayman games are on the Ubisoft Plus service. Like Rayman 1 and 2. Let's see what games they have here. Um, I will say the Ubisoft Connect app is uh, drastically better than Uplay. Everything um, is better than Uplay, except Origin. Yeah, Origin's yeah. terrible as well. <clears throat> Transference is uh, among the games. Um, f like pretty much every Far Cry game, Trials Rising, um, Ghost Recon, South Park the Fractured Butthole. Um Panzer General 3D Assault. Wow. Uno Ultimate Edition. Yes. Like every single Assassin's Creed game, all the Watch Dogs games, uh, South Park Stick of Truth, um, From Dust. Oh, Rayman Origins is on here. Uh, oh, and so is Rayman Legends. Okay, cool. Because And hey, Pets Horses 2 with Z's is on here. Fuck yeah. $15. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> Prince of Persia Warrior Within. Probably all the Prince of Persia games, I would guess. Sands of Time is here. Rayman 2, The Great Escape. Rayman 3. I never played any of the original Raymans. The first one was really good. I didn't play 2 or 3. The first one was a lot of fun. Oh, Beyond Good and Evil is in here as well. Beyond Good and Evil? Yeah, I, I, I need to... Like, that's such a cult classic game that I have not played, and I really need to. I played a little a little bit of it, but it, I mean, I played it as an adult, so it didn't really it didn't really snag my attention all that much, especially with the new one coming out at some point, I guess. Uh, I would like to try the original at some point. It is definitely one of those like p s two era games where you have like, kind of anthropomorphic somethings running around a goofy right. little world. Yeah, I've, I've gotten some of the sense of it. Uh, all of the footage I've seen of the sequel of the new one looks fucking gorgeous, and it looks extremely ambitious. Um, and I may end up having voice lines in it because I contributed to the 
project on hit record uh, because that's where they actually sourced a lot of their creative assets was through uh, hit record. So that means music will be, uh, will have been created by the community, the hit record community. Um, uh, some of the call-ins on the radio stations that uh, um, they have in game are going to be, you know, stuff like what I was recording for them. Um, and yeah, so it, I think that aspect of it is seriously cool. Um if it ever comes out, we haven't seen shit on on that. What's that? I'm sure their accountant thinks it's cool too. It's a great way to save some money. Yeah. No, uh, everyone get pay- gets paid. Everyone who gets put in the game is getting paid. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, hit, hit record is not like just a free uh, fucking dip your hand in in the creative basket, you know, uh, thing. It is if your uh, stuff. Um, gets used in a final produced piece, a final produced project, uh, then you get paid. And they even, uh, for transparency's sake, uh, show the budget and the budget breakdown uh, for every project on hit record. So, you know, uh, depending on the size of your contribution uh, or the scope and, and things like that, it takes a bigger chunk of, of the budget. I I hope you get something cool like uh, a a death, like like a death scream or like a (laughs) grunt that's constantly being triggered by dumb people. No, I've (laughs) I've played some of the stuff uh, that I recorded for it on the podcast before, but it was probably about two years ago Mm. when we were on episode like twelve. Oh, that was such a good one. I totally remember that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, Ubisoft uh, Plus uh, is is all right. If you feel like spending $15 on games that, you know, like if you want to play a game and you know that you're going to beat it in a month, instead of spending $60 on it, spend 15 bucks for one month subscription to Ubisoft plus, or even if it's going to take two months to fucking, and you want to play a brand new Ubisoft game, you're still spending half the amount of money on the so game. Like the next Ubisoft game that comes out is on the, you play app day one. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Well, uh, you could really, uh, Game the system. <laughs> Brooks. Hey, uh, someone Brooks. has to be Tyler today. Brooks. <laughs> Brooks, you're not being Tyler. You're just being Brooks. <laughs> you be soft. <laughs> God damn it. No, sir. <laughs> Both of you guys now, huh? I mean, to be fair, Kalen has that. That's that's definitely a Kalen thing as well. Yeah, I know. Reaching Work hard, play. reaching hard for for uh, uh, low, small, small return. Yes, and I will repeat myself until someone reacts to what I have to say. Yeah, that's a power move. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what else have we going? Unfortunately, uh, we are, um, uh, mourning another death this week. Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley has passed. Yeah, I know who that is. I never really watched the show. Uh, well, uh, the show had Lenny and Squiggy and Squiggy. Of Which the are two also of them. what I call my testicles. <laughs> Has died. Uh, Lenny is um, fuck. I can't remember his goddamn name, but he from mice and men. Uh, is uh, from all the Christopher Guest mockumentaries. Um, he's a brilliant comedic actor, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But <clears throat> Eugene Levy? No, Eugene Levy was uh, not part of that core group. Uh, they definitely use him, but uh, the core group is basically Spinal Tap. So um, he, in Spinal Tap? he is 
Fuck, I can't even remember. It's been so goddamn long. Uh, Michael McKean. Oh, okay. But where did they go? So, um, yeah, uh, rip him, but, uh, it's been, I mean, he's pretty old. So again, not really a big surprise, but, uh, he, uh, had an impact on, on culture. Another thing that has uh, impact on culture is uh, our savior, Shuri, uh, for Black Panther. The new Black Panther uh, has been absolutely destroyed by Twitter for tweeting an anti-vax, uh, horribly anti-Semitic, if I recall correctly, video. Like, it's a bad video. It's a real bad video. Who's, who did this? Shuri, the actress who plays Shuri, who is going to be the new Black Panther. Is she? Oh, yeah. man. T- uh, uh, T'Challa's sister, the smart one. Yes. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Ew. Yup. Uh, let's see. More celebrities are shitty people. Who oh, no. So, Letitia Wright um, shared an hour-long video on Twitter about the dangers of vaccines, specifically the potential of COVID-19 vaccines that are in the works. From someone who specifically said that they were not a doctor and that they don't understand vaccinations. When Wright's followers tipped her off that she was potentially spreading dangerous misinformation in the middle of a global pandemic, she laughed it off with a tweet about getting canceled for trying to ask questions and think for yourself rather than conform to popular opinions. There it is. She it's then, always the I'm yeah. a warrior for truth. She then proceeded <laughs> to double down on her new anti-vax persona, responding to people criticizing her post and liking tweets that called for her to be removed from future Black Panther movies. After that, Wright finally apologized for sharing the video in the first place, taking full ownership of her decision to do so and accepting responsibility. Actually, no, of course she didn't do that. Instead, she explained that her intention was not to hurt anyone and that she just wanted to talk about how the video had made her concerned about what the vaccine contains and what we are putting in our bodies, even though, again, it was made by someone who is not a doctor and does not know how vaccinations work. Now, Wright has taken the next logical step after fucking up on social media and posted a non-apology by deleting her entire social media presence. Oh, it had transphobic comments in it. That's what it was. Mm. This comes from Variety, which says links to her Twitter page are now dead with searches for her name now saying this account doesn't exist and that her Instagram account has also apparently been deleted. The video in question, meanwhile, has been removed from YouTube, possibly because it included harmful misinformation about a global pandemic and included some transphobic comments. But who knows? It remains to be seen if Disney is going to have any reaction to this, given the commonly held assumption that Wright is going to be a major part of future Marvel movies. But it's not like the company has said anything about Gina Carano's Twitter page yet, or her parlor page for that matter. Oh, yes, Gina Carano, the blight on Mandalorian. So, yeah. It's okay, they can always kill her off, you know. You know, comical, you know, smoking boots, you know, they, in the sand. They s- sure could, but man, if you've been keeping up, that's the opposite of what they've done. Peter the fucking Sarlacc. <laughs> no, because then she'll come back all bleached and gross. <laughs> uh, so you are keeping up then? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen the, 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 the latest episode. I caught up to the first five, though. Okay. Well, that was dope. Yes, uh, there has been a lot of great stuff this season. Um, I feel a little bit uh, better about Rosario Dawson. I know we've been super critical of her because of uh, accusations of her being a turf. Um, but her statements specifically have been like, this is misinformation. And trust me, I would I don't blame anyone who is having the reaction that they are uh, because I would have the same reaction myself. And uh, uh, What's that? like the gay shit ever. What's that? 
said she was in Rent. Yeah. Which is like the greatest musical ever. Right. But I mean, that still, I mean, TERFs aren't necessarily anti-gay. It's trans exclusionary radical females. So, or feminists. Uh, So, um, yeah, it's apparently her family is, uh, uh, has some lawsuits against them of abuses and, and things like that. Uh, and all of them have been thrown out except for one, which is a childhood friend of hers. Uh, and supposedly the source of all of the other lawsuits as well. And it's about discrimination and abuse at the hands of Rosario Dawson's family. Uh, that seems to be unfounded, but I mean, in the court of public opinion, the second that something is even brought up into question, uh, people are quick to quick to cancel. Oh, yeah. I had Someone not said looked, it might be true. So it's true. Yeah. I had not looked very admittedly had not looked very deeply into it. Just saw accusations of Rosario Dawson being a turf and and went, oh, well, that's unfortunate because it happens so frequently that it's like, why? Why would I question it? Bentley's a huge Rosario Dawson fan and also very active in the trans community. And uh, so he did a lot of research on it too. And yeah, it seems like it, it's definitely a questionable thing. Yeah. So I, I feel a little bit better about Rosario Dawson's role in uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, what do you think about baby Yoda's name? Grogu. Yeah. Grogu. Uh, I didn't think it would stick because when I first heard it, I was like, uh, Grogu, and then five minutes later, I was like, "What's his name again?" I'm I not going to remember it. that. Now they've repeated it enough where I'm like, "Oh yeah, Grogu, sure." It's kind of a shit. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. It's a, no, but it works. It's <laughs> shitty. It's a shitty name, but it works. Yeah, I just love the way he reacts anytime Mando says Grogu. Huh? Adorable. He'll be swearing in no time. And smoking. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Cheap and fat bong rips to the galaxy, bringing a new hope to his blaze. <laughs> Dan has uh, transformed into his true form what he has been the entire time and every time I die poster flapping in the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He is a sentient every time I die poster. God, I wish. That sounds like a better <laughs> existence. <laughs> also, it's not a poster. It's a banner. It's made of cloth. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, only, I should have known that by the way it was flapping in the breeze like a flag. So, um, aside from that, uh, Raul Dahl's family is having to apologize. Uh, everyone knows who Raul Dahl is. He gave us all, all of these wonderful, uh, stories that, uh, we grew up loving. Uh, we had, uh, you know, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, yeah, James and the Giant Peach, and just all kinds of, I, like, I loved Raul Dahl. I read... Tons of Raw Doll uh, growing up. I haven't seen the new Witches movie, though. Nor have I. I've heard bad things, uh, but I still want to check it out. Um, And, uh, you know, it's fun. Apparently, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh, Charlie Bucket's family is supposed to be a black family. Like, that was his intent uh, of the time. Um, and, uh, I believe his publishers talked it out, talked him out of it or, or like said not to do that. If I remember correctly, uh, I could be misremembering something, but I, I remember that being in the headlines, uh, fairly recently. Uh, however, as, uh, woke as that stance may have been, uh, the family is finding themselves having to apologize for anti-Semitic comments of his in the past. Surprise. Hey. Oh, I, I knew about those comments. Those comments for a long time. I was like, what else did he say? Raw Dahl is a Nazi. Except he was okay with black people. What what oh yeah, never mind. 
I'll look well, it up. And I don't even know. We're not going to say them on this show. <laughs> no. 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 I was like, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. They're a matter of public record. They're out there somewhere. They're things that he said a long time ago. It's it does not need to be repeated. Like none of none of yeah. Links in the description. We're not even it's, going to it starts there, Caitlin, and the next thing you know, boom, Ryan's reading Mind Kampf on the podcast. <laughs> I was just curious about what he said. Even even with context, we're not going to uh repeat any anti Semitic uh, uh comments. Because those could very easily be taken out of context by just playing a section of the audio. Yeah. Who would do such a thing? Oh, <laughs> Nobody oh, would I ever don't do know. something that mean, no, right? Certainly not. Certainly I not. Because we have such a wide audience as to uh, want to uh, completely destroy any uh, potential career that I may have in this hobby that we do. Yes. This is how we all get Count of Money Christoed. i'm not even really sure that i know exactly what that's meant to mean like are we all going to be falsely accused and imprisoned for decades to formulate a grand return and uh each individually get uh uh delayed retribution (laughs) like delayed and convoluted retribution yes the best kind (laughs) So uh, I know we don't often um, uh, touch into like bleeding edge tech or or <laughs> uh, anything like that on the podcast, um, but uh, I did go on about how you know how much I love my razor uh, in a previous episode and how you know in a long time I want to get into and and start doing tech review on no i want to get into and start doing uh uh tech review videos um so just uh something that i found interesting uh samsung's always had their kind of flagship lineup the galaxy and the note are like their powerhouse you know the things that they put out every year um and it seems that they're doing away with the note they might be uh, killing the note line, and I believe uh, that's in favor of their fold line, the one that folds out into like a tablet. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting move. I don't really necessarily think it's a great idea because the notes have been no. really nice. Like having that little pen and everything, like my last phone was a note and having the little stylus uh, and and uh, stylus gestures and stuff like that uh, was great for Jackbox. For what? Jackbox. So I could like draw and drawful and shit like that. And it was great no, for animating no, no, a dildo on like the that. You absolutely have to draw with your giant thumb on your tiny phone screen like everybody else does. <laughs> Fucking Peter. It was also great for drawing an animated dildo onto Tyler's head. It was fun. I mean, that's just always fun to do. So, yeah, you don't need Jackbox to do that. <laughs> no, it's true. But I did need my, Gal- my Samsung Note, uh, Galaxy Note for that. True, true, it is true. what enabled the shenanigans. You uh, have to do it like the rest of us and draw like 48 different frames so we can play two seconds of animation. Yes, the gentleman with the uh, uh, bald mullet, uh, uh, you had a question. Me? Yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> I just saw your hand Wait. go up like this, like you were you were gonna say something, and then uh, it's not the bald mullet; it's the silly Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Did you say silly Ray Cyrus? Yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> um, I don't think I had anything to say. Uh, you, everyone ignored my razor joke, and I'm still angry. <laughs> So he's going to spend the rest of the podcast pouting over our lack of acknowledgement of his joke. And I am just going to drink from the bottle of Jameson. Because it is good. Um, 
And it's actually better. So I made um, a soda. There's a, a um, sparkling water that we've recently found at uh, CVS that uh, I really, really like called Spindrift. Mm, they put real juice in there. Yeah. And it's super tasty. So they've got like a lemon, they've got a raspberry lime, and they've got a uh, basically an Arnold Palmer just without the sweetener. So like it's uh, uh, lemon juice and uh, black tea. And uh, we have. What's that? It's carbonated. Yeah. And it's really tasty. So Sounds we good. we have a soda stream. We just never get to, you know, target to get the CO2 canister. So we've been out of CO2 for like a while. And um, so we finally recently got some new CO2 canisters. And so I made basically my own version of that, you know, half lemon, half tea. So I, you know, brewed some black tea and carbonated it and then added some uh, uh, lemon juice. And it was great. It's great. Like this on its own is great. And I thought adding, like mixing it with a couple of shots of whiskey would actually be a pretty good mixed drink. It was not. (laughs) It was absolutely not. I prefer the two on their own. So I will be taking swigs from the whiskey bottle and taking swigs from the soda bottle independent of each other. And they're fine mixed together. It was not very good. It, it was almost fucking professionals like me and Dan. <laughs> hey, I I can be uh, a an amateur uh, experimental mixologist all I want. God damn it! I own a bar. <laughs> I own a bar. <laughs> I own a bar. Yeah, that like just a classic move. <laughs> I own a bar. That means I'm a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have I have bartended before uh, as a guest bartender at uh, Inferno Nightclub uh, in Madison uh, and did fine. Uh, But uh, yeah, I am. I am not a bartender. (laughs) Neither am I right now. (laughs) Yep. Neither am I. (laughs) Neither am I. Uh, so cyberpunk comes out this week. The adventures of penis Two, the sequel. (laughs) It's, uh, already. So some people have, uh, we've talked about this in previous episodes. Some people have started streaming it early. Um, some people are getting their hands on it early, uh, through valid means just stores, breaking street date happens all the fucking time. Um, just, I, I feel like this is earlier than usual. Like this is an earlier, you know, street date break than I've historically seen. They say that there's one, like 46 gig patch, 45 point something gigs. And how much is the base? Say you're downloading the base game. How much, uh, how big is that? That I don't know. Uh, because I cannot, I, so I pre-ordered it on uh, PlayStation. I cannot preload until two days before release. Um, the so yes, there is a, a forty-five gig patch. That's not the day one patch. There's another day one patch that will be coming out. The it's person, the person who posted on Twitter that forty-five, you know, whatever gig download of of the the patch, uh, one of the developers for Cyberpunk replied to him and said, "That's not the day one patch. There will be another day one patch. There will be patch." So strap yourselves in. There's no surprises there anymore. I mean, that's just kind of becoming the standard for big games. It's yeah. just, hey, here's the game. Now we're just going to continue throwing gigabytes upon gigabytes worth of patches at you immediately. Yeah. I don't know if I have space for that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to clean some shit out. Especially with the PlayStation 5. Like, I feel like my PS5, I, I find myself having to uninstall games more often on my PS5 than my Xbox. And I have more games installed on my Xbox because there's more usable space space on the Xbox. 
Mm. So the sooner that PlayStation rolls out like and turns on that fucking uh, expansion slot, uh, the better. Because you at least you can mitigate the um, space use a little bit with PS4 games. So you can transfer PS4 games to an external hard drive and play off of that. Unfortunately, then you're going to lose a lot of the speed increase, uh, the, you know, the speed benefits of playing those PS4 games on PS5. So. Unlock that, that fucking problem for me because yeah. I won't have a PlayStation 5 for a few years. probably. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some headline that said that fucking scalpers have more uh, more PS5s in stock than the actual retailers do. <laughs> so that may actually be an exaggeration. Um, there is one uh, group in particular that is a service that people pay for. Uh, you pay $40 a month to be a part of this service and they have some, you know, kind of bot software that snipes stuff. And it's supposed to be for people who are wanting to buy these systems and turn them around for a profit. And uh, they uh, made headlines by coming out and saying that they've got 3,500 PS5s and they and don't. Yeah, they don't regret what they're doing and, and shit like that. Um, but it's not like, so the group itself is not organized. Like it's a subscription service and they're basically saying that 3,500, that's not like owned by the group. They've facilitated the acquisition of 3,500 PS5s. Oh, okay. That's what it really means. But even beyond that, um, it was recently revealed there's a uh, uh, channel that a lot of the members use to, you know, kind of say update, you know, each other on what they've snagged. And uh, by the community members talking to each other, they estimate that like so recently they just came out and said that they had gotten like over 2000 um Xbox Series X's and PS5's in a 48-hour period. And based on the communications from the members among each other, the best estimates that they can come up with is closer to 200. So it's actually, like I said, it's a service that people are buying into for $40. And they're trying to encourage people, like, look, if you're having trouble getting a ps5 our entire purpose is helping people you know get these things and snag these things never mind that the reason you can't get a ps5 is because of our service so if you want to get a ps5 become a member spend 40 dollars by kaylin and get a ps5 that way so this is all a fucking grift where the the people who make the, the bot software or have the subscription service are getting 40 bucks a month from everyone who's participating. And then they're trying to encourage people like, look, you having troubles finding a PS5? Never mind that it's our fault that you're having troubles buying a PS5. Then, you know, uh, join us. Give us $40. We'll help you get a PS5 at normal price. You don't have to resell it. Just there you go. Yeah, dude. I, uh... It's like if Cobra Commander wore a fedora. (laughs) I say this every week, every time we bring up any of the scalping bullshit and these people, and they just, they need to have their knee privileges revoked. Yes. They don't deserve them. Scalpers are scum. That is, that is my stance on it. God, I hate those people. They make me so mad. Yep. I'm not even trying to stupid. get a PS5 or an Xbox. Like I, I wouldn't have bought one regardless. I'm mad at these people on principle because they suck. Yeah, it is just like it's shitty. It's shitty. It's shitty behavior. You're creating a false scarcity, and it's fucking lame. Right. And uh, by minimizing the amount of legitimate sales 
uh, you are making it more difficult for these companies to identify problems early on in order to patch them out because that means they should have been getting data from these things the entire right. time that they're these, not getting. These are systems that are not being used because you're just buying them to sit on them and, and resell them, you know. And you know who's going to fucking just scam. yeah. So it's a whole thing, and it's fucking stupid. Like uh, people are trying to, you know, a lot of uh, uh, people make the argument of well, it's the supply and demand thing, and you know, there wouldn't be a supply issue if you weren't, you know, uh, infringing on the demand. You know, like, th this has been the largest launch for both Microsoft and Sony. This has been the largest, in as far as numbers are concerned, the largest launch that we've ever seen for new systems. They should just force anytime you send it's just supply and demand, bro, to be auto translated into I'm just a piece of shit. <laughs> Nobody who ever uses that phrase is a good person. They're always shitty. It's always like, it's just supply and demand, bro. Donate me. Hate the game. Ooh, fuck yeah. you. I'm a free market capitalist. Yeah. Fucking stupid. So Kalen I think Kalen may have died forever. Bummer. Well, so now I Dan has to be Kalen. <laughs> um, I don't think I could. <laughs> <laughs> Spit some hot bars, Dan. Well, yeah, you know me. <laughs> all I do is spit fire all day. Uh, in my room, rapping. Yeah. In the bathroom, rapping. I mean, my name is Dan, and I'm here to say that eating vegetables ain't okay. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Wow, Dan, what a positive message you have. I was really expecting it to be about whiskey and self loathing. Nah, nah, nah. That's, that's my mumble rap side project. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, uh, News uh, related to Brooks's favorite game. Kratos has come to Fortnite. Oh. Can he dab? <laughs> yes. And it's actually really surreal to see the Fortnite dances applied to the Kratos model. And what's the future? What I find interesting is that Kratos is not exclusive to the PlayStation platform. Kratos is on every platform. So it's pretty neat. But I've already seen cable dab in Fortnite, so you can't. It's shock also me with super worse. uncomfortable <laughs> to see fucking uh, Kratos do the Pokemon dance. Dance. <laughs> He's just like and wide, anime-eyed, big smile, doing you know, like it's ooh, it's weird, it's surreal. I want to see Kratos' default dance. <laughs> default dance is just his family dying again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but it, ma it makes me uh interested to see what other kind of you know like could we ever see a mario in fortnite you know like that'll never happen i don't know man because yeah. they mario already has a game with a gun <laughs> and the rabbits <laughs> right. It, it, that's the thing is uh, Nintendo loaned uh, Mario properties off to uh, who did that Ubisoft and yeah, that game turned out great. Nintendo has increasingly cracked down on uh, anyone being able to even like remotely modify their characters from their original designs. Like they cracked down on that for Paper Mario as well, um, where, you know, you can't like change the shell colors you can't change sure. the like glasses or something so mario's they're not gonna let mario do that because they would have to like i don't know how, how do you make the mario bottle work out of fucking fortnite character right model? they'd have to make it so like because all the emotes and things like that are so strictly not that character yes, so they'd have Nintendo to is also not going to let mario carry an assault rifle <laughs> 
I mean, would like Captain Albano carry an assault rifle. <laughs> he, 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 oh my god, that would be amazing. Do the Mario. God, if we got Captain Lou instead of just like an actual Mario skin, that'd be great. <laughs> it still wouldn't make me play Fortnite, but man, I would consider it for a solid like five minutes. <laughs> you heard it here, Epic. If you want to gain one real, real hard gamer to attend uh, to to attain, just put Captain Lou in Fortnite. He'll at least play one session. And I'll just run around the map screaming, do the Mario! (laughs) (laughs) Swing your arms from side to side. And if you use drugs, before you die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, I thought that was an uh, interesting crossover, especially considering it's not a PlayStation exclusive. Um, So that was pretty neat. Oh, something I forgot to bring up uh, with the uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising that more companies need to do, especially nowadays where, you know, some people have, you know, PC gaming as their primary and a switch secondary or, you know, one of the the major two as a a primary gaming system and then a switch for on the go and and things like that. It's it's not uncommon. Um, Immortals Phoenix Rising uh, has cross save compatibility. Ooh. So any progress that you make on one platform transfers to any other platform that you play the game on. That's interesting. And with the kind of- increase in cross-platform games, this needs to be a standard. I agree. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I also just like that we are getting more cross-platform things because I want cross-platform so bad. <laughs> it's it's the year 2020. It should already be be just uh, everything. Yeah. Like I should play anything I want anywhere at any time on my glasses. Cross-platform does give me some some joy though. When you're playing Final Fantasy 14, you can always tell when someone's a a console player. Because their characters like very slowly accelerate as they start to move before they can run. <laughs> Every time you watch it, it's like, oh, there's one of them. I see him. He's playing on his PS4. <laughs> yeah, and the way uh, No Man's Sky does it, I think they have like a little uh, controller icon next to their name or something like that in order to indicate that they're a console player. <laughs> so to prey on them because they're weak. <laughs> <laughs> Not a whole lot of uh, PvP happening in No Man's Sky. In fact, I don't think there's any. So you're saying I can't buy No Man's Sky and shoot you and Tyler? You can, I just don't think that it will do anything. There's I, no point. I've honestly never uh, uh, done multiplayer in uh, No Man's Sky, so I don't know. I'm surprised you haven't like played with Tyler at all. Yeah, uh, especially now that his computer won't turn on. That's uh, probably going to be a while. Uh, I've been wanting to, but uh, yeah, it just schedules and shit. You know how it goes. You know how it be. Life is hell. Yep. Um, the fuck. Now I can't remember. The, I just saw something that I was going to comment on and I. Yep. It's gone. Forgot. Goodbye forever. forever. Oh well. Uh, it was something. God damn it. Oh yeah. Uh, so there are uh, some whispers that possibly we may see a similar kind of thirty-fifth celebration for Legend of Zelda as we have for Mario. which would be really cool i would i would love to have a game and watch with uh the original legend of zelda on it they're gonna remaster the original Philips cdi zelda games (laughs) someone actually basically completely remade them. yes that's right yeah Uh, i think yeah but like they are now (laughs) i'm sure you could find them i watched somebody do a full playthrough of the faces of evil and it actually like runs really smoothly. The game is still garbage because you know they didn't change any of the actual gameplay. Right, but the animation but, yeah. was greatly improved, if I remember correct. Like they it did Wanda Gamelon and everything. Yeah, like you actually 
move at a reasonable speed instead of taking like 30 seconds to move five steps. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so I'm curious. I, I wonder if they would have the exact same approach. Like what would a battle Royale Zelda look like? You know how they Duh. did like Mario 35, uh, would it be like, you know, different dungeons or something in Zelda one or yeah, it'd probably that's probably what I would guess it would be just infinitely like sprawling dungeons. Cause that could be a lot of fun. That would be really neat. And then of course with the all stars release, uh, for Mario 35, uh, I imagine that like if, okay, three games out of the Zelda franchise, what do you put together in a collection? What would I put together or what would be most marketable for the consumer? What would you put together? Oh, well, um, let me see for three of them. Um, well, I can't do, can't choose links awakening because they just redid that. So that doesn't count. Um, Hmm. I would do a remake of a link to the past in that engine. That would actually be really cool. Cause like, I don't imagine it would take that much effort. So, um, like in the case of, uh, super Mario, uh, all stars. Um, I know those are all emulated, so they're not like necessarily remasters. So we may not necessarily see remasters, but, uh, um, oh, Okay. Well, I put the original and then um, probably Ocarina of Time, just because that always seems to make it to, you know, everyone's favorite Zelda game. Um, And uh, just three different copies of Skyward Sword. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. How about you, Dan? What what are what are your picks? Uh, I'm doing Link to the Past for sure. Uh, honestly, I really like Twilight Princess, so I'd throw that in there too. And I'm trying to think. I'm actually looking at the like a list of some of the games for what the third one would be because I didn't play a whole lot of them. Because I did not like Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time, like, at all. Really? When did yeah. you play them? Uh, I played Ocarina of Time when it was, like, fairly new. And I okay. played Majora's Mask way later in life just to see. And I hated it. I don't like that. I don't like most games that are from that era. And I also just don't think the control scheme for those games was good. So No, no love for the N64? Not really. I don't even have a whole lot of love for the PS1, which like I had when I was a kid. I didn't think early era 3D games were like super dope. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely don't hold up over time uh, as well as retro styled, you know, like Super Nintendo Genesis, like shit like that still holds up today. Yeah, yeah. PlayStation. I would say like. Wind Waker for the third one, but Wind Waker already got like a really good remake a long time ago. Yeah, and I feel like that, but it was on the Wii U. True, true. I and I find it interesting that that's one of the things that they have not yet ported from the Wii U to the Switch because it seems like Nintendo's doing everything that they can to erase the Wii U from existence. Pikmin Three is on the Switch. You know, uh, they're shutting down the servers for. Mario Maker, so Mario Maker 2 is going to be the only way to get your Mario Maker fix in. Um, you know, it, it it seems like they're taking all of their biggest releases on the Wii U and porting them to the Switch, and surprisingly absent so far has been Wind Waker. Yeah, that is, is actually really strange. I did not think about that until now. I don't know why. Yeah, I feel like Maybe it needs to be. I'd love to play Wind Waker Portable. It's honestly one of my favorite Zelda games. I remember all the backlash leading into it. Uh, It's cartoony, this cel-shaded bullshit. Oh my God, this isn't the real Link. This isn't my Zelda. But God, it was so much fun. It was, I loved that game. I absolutely loved that game. 
Yeah, and it was one of those things that right after it came out and people actually played it instead of just looking at the trailer. It's like, oh, this is actually really good. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, would, I, I would be surprised if they were saving that in the pocket for for the 35. I would love to see that release be its own thing. So, like, there have been so many zelda releases that you can't even necessarily delineate them in the same way that they make the delineation in the mario series between like so you know they had super mario all-stars which came out on the snes but then they had super mario 3d all-stars which was you know the the biggest 3d releases for mario um you can't make that same distinction i feel like i mean granted yes you can split them into 2d and 3d releases but even among the 3d releases like there are different completely different uh tones you know, you've got your Wind Wakers and then you've got your Ocarina of Time. You've got, you know, uh, your uh, Twilight uh, Princess and, and shit like that. Skyward Sword and, and, and all that. Uh, and they all kind of strike differently. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. The, well, you, you break it up by era and then you release it as The Legend of Zelda Volume 1. And then it's got, you know, 1, 2 and Link of the Past and maybe the uh, Game Boy, the Game Boy version of uh, Link's Awakening. You know, I'd love after that. I'd love to see Ages and Seasons uh, come mm-hmm. to uh, the Switch in some capacity. Honestly, I'd love to see any of the you know Game Boy. Like it's, I'm I'm willing to bet that within the next month or so, we're probably going to see more virtual console, whatever, you know, that, you know, is form is going to be, uh, for their other platforms like Game Boy and, and stuff like that. Uh, but so what I really want to see is a release of Wind Waker, um, for the switch, but in a collection with spirit tracks and, um, phantom hourglass. And remastered versions of Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Uh, You know, basically the Toon Link collection. I would love to see that. See, what I'm worried about, Brooks, is if we did break them up like they were like separate collections, we'd have a a repeat of what happened with the second X Legacy collection where I bought it just so I could play five and six and pretend the other games weren't on there. (laughs) <laughs> that's true but i mean that, that, that's also how you make money off of us <laughs> yeah but i mean think about it like paid. what so I technically i technically have paid money for Mega Man x7 twice in my life <laughs> Maybe too. <laughs> but i mean think about it like realistically uh so it, it's probably safe to say that your least favorite in the zelda pantheon is uh ocarina of time and and majora's mask Yes, and but I also stipulate by saying that I haven't played probably half of the Zelda games that exist sure. in the world. You know? So I yeah. think those games are super great. I think it would be safe to say that uh, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time would be on the same collection. Yes, they absolutely would. So just avoid that collection. Yeah, absolutely. Unless they, unless they unless it becomes like Twilight Princess, it'll be it. it'll be the two, oh, yeah. and then Twi- and Twilight Princess will be included in that collection. Motherfucker, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, it's Skyward uh, Sword. <laughs> so, I, I it just you scroll down the list. It's like one of those scrolling lists, and it's just Skyward Sword, Skyward Sword, Skyward Sword. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's each. It's 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 every region version of the game. It's like downloading an entire ROM pack. It's every single mod and region of of uh, of a game, you know. So you scroll through your ROMs, you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play myself." So, what the fuck is such and such Den uh, Rev Two B Six? I I don't I don't know. Is that the version that I want to play? It's it's Hack Thyward V2. Sword. What Thyward Sword? Uh, <laughs> I am decidedly not turned on. My sword is pointing thighward. 
<laughs> um but yeah I, I i want to see some love shown to toon link i want to see some love shown to that universe and and that iteration uh and specifically i would love to see spirit tracks and uh phantom hourglass get like fully redone and breaking away from the DS controls because that's the one thing that ruined that game experience for me. I love those games, but the touchscreen control, I, I, what they managed to pull off on the Nintendo DS was impressive for the time. Uh, and using the, uh, the touchpad as a kind of analog stick was a, smart solution but it was not comfortable or good in any way yeah. um it was good given the limitations of the system but that's not saying a lot so i'd love to see those get like a proper i would love to see those get the Link's awakening treatment just give yeah. it you know give it the love it deserves throw a minish cap in there too <laughs> yeah yeah and honestly, even Link Between Worlds, I know it's a more recent uh, release, but uh, and again, that could fit into a collection with uh, Link to the Past. And so I mean, there's so many branching timelines in in the Legend of Zelda history that you could seriously put out just like so many collections. I want to see if it's so, so recent that they're not touching that at all. Yeah, you probably know that for not. sure. Probably not. It would be nice, though, because that's such a fucking killer game. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice, but also I can still just play it on my 3DS whenever I want. So. That's true. Yeah. I want to play a Legend of Zelda game where Link has a gun. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, just like Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> I want to be edgy Link. I want to be broody edgy Link. Oni Link. Um, Where's that damn fourth Trios Emerald? Try, you Trios. Wow, that yeah, was I, that I, was I, reaching. I that was reaching. I, I, I tried to. I tried I to make sense of it. You try force that joke. Try force emeralds. I don't know. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, I wonder if they would do a game and watch as well, like they did with this. So have the original Legend of Zelda on the game and watch and probably Zelda two, which was not my favorite game in the series. It's a weird one, but it wasn't a bad game. Everyone gives that game so much shit. Uh, I mean, it's a nuts. It's and you hate this argument. You hate this argument, but I feel like the only way you can say it's not a bad game is by adding the qualifier for its time. Nah, nah. Boo. There's a lot of bullshit in that game. There's a whole lot of bullshit in that game. There's a lot of bullshit in a lot of games. I don't know. I I don't think Zelda Two was the abomination that everyone claims it is. Hmm. I think it was more um, people. Uh, it going from the top down to the side scrolly uh probably is the knee-jerk reaction of of people hating it right yeah which is so wild to me though because it it didn't have like a gent like a uh cemented style at that point there was only one other game to draw off of when they made it so it wasn't it wasn't like they're just like oh all of a sudden like your your beloved game series of one game now has different mechanics. <laughs> I mean, so your beloved game is is not a, a is is not a first game setting expectations. You know what I mean? Like it can be, but how many? Like there's there's plenty of games that completely change up the formula, like after the first game. Yeah, like Sonic. <sighs> you know, like. You're not obligated to just stick with the same style. I think it would have been smart for them to do that, but 
it wasn't like they had a huge blueprint to go off of. It's not like they had a backlog of a shitload of Zelda games that were all one style. No, sure. But like, imagine that like Assassin's Creed just all of a sudden up and decides to be an RTS one day. Like, granted, or decides to be a sailboat simulator. It would be a better game. But like it would also let's say we went from Assassin's Creed one where it's like parkour and go to Assassin's Creed two. And it's like, um, Phoenix, right? Yeah, Phoenix, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Inquisition. Those are much, much bigger stylistic changes than moving from the original Zelda to Zelda 2 style. Assassin's Creed, Larry Butts. It becomes a point-and-click adventure. It's a leisure suit Larry game. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, man. Like... There's it, it. I feel like that formula doesn't flow uh, as well, uh, and those enemies don't work as well as a side scroller. Some of them, yeah. but I also like vastly preferred fighting the dark nuts in Zelda Two to Zelda One. That's where you fair. actually had to, like mix up your style by jumping and ducking to try and you know outsmart them when they were vulnerable. That's I thought fair. that was super fun. It has redeeming also, qualities, but uh, it definitely. Yeah. You also got a bunch of like the famous Smash Bros. moves out of that game, like the up thrust and the down thrust. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, I don't know. I would argue that those uh, moves uh, came from Ocarina of Time, which got it no. from Zelda Two. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zelda 2 came Yes, that's true. You are factually correct. However, Smash <laughs> probably got it from Ocarina of Time. That is to say, Ocarina of Time, when deciding a 3D moveset, probably looked back at the 2D movement because you have no up and down movement in, in fucking uh, in Link to the Past or in Zelda the one which was all that they had to draw on for it it is called the transitive property uh we have gotten to the end of the episode it's been a while since i properly ended an episode usually i just stop It's Rachel Fisher from the Hollywood Crime Scene Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about Shudder. Shudder is the ultimate streaming service for fans of horror, thrillers, and the supernatural. Shudder offers an unbeatable selection from Hollywood favorites like Halloween and cult classics like one of my personal favorites, Chopping Mall, to original series like Creepshow and The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Check out critically acclaimed new genre films that you won't find anywhere else all uncut and commercial-free. If you're a horror fan like me or just looking for new content to stream, Shudder is a must-have subscription. Sign up and subscribe to Shudder.